Welcome back, Heming Brainiacs, to the podcast. Welcome me back home. Good to be home. Um, we're talking about Robert Bridges. Bridges was still alive when this edition of the Book of Verse was published. He died in 1930 at 85. He was Poet Laureate from 1913 to 1930, a doctor by training and achieved literary fame only late in life. He is the author of many well-known hymns. Very cool. All right. Moving right along. Let's, let's, let's fang through some poems. We're going to fang through. That's an Aussie word. It means move quickly. Um, <clears throat> okay, so who was that? Sorry. Uh, let me go back. Robert Bridges. That must mean we are up to Andrew Lang. The Odyssey is his first poem. His date of birth, sorry, 1844 to 1912. The Odyssey. As one that for a weary space has lain, lulled by the song of Circe and her wine, in gardens near the pale or Proserpine, where the Aeaean isles forget the main, and only the low lutes of love complain, and only shadows of wan lovers pine, as such an and one were glad to know the brain, salt on his lips and the large air again, so gladly from the songs of modern speech men turn and see the stars and feel the free. Shrill wind beyond the close of heavy flowers, and through the music of the languid hours they hear, like ocean on a western beach, the surge and the thunder of Odyssey. Be right back. I've got a crying baby. I'm going to pause there. Oh. Alright, I'm back. I have rather a suki baby in my arms. Sorry, I'm also drinking a Pepsi. It's very hot in my house right now. Oh, golly. And this little guy here is not loving it. We went to this winery today, uh, Montalto. It's called out in the Mornington Peninsula. And while we were there, every, all of the wait staff and uh, people from the the cellar door and, um, you know, the, the do- couple of dozen staff there were just completely enamoured with Toby. It was awesome. I'm not going to pretend I don't love the, like, the attention that you get. Because, <laughs> uh, I don't know, it's like, it's like nothing else. People don't tend to come up to me and just be smiley and nice and giddy, you know? I'm just sort of a bloke, a guy. I guess I don't look that um, approachable, maybe. So having a baby completely busts that down, and people just come up and they, oh, my God, oh, you're such a good... They give you compliments. They say you're a good dad and all this kind of stuff. It's wonderful. I love it. Um, I don't know. I don't mind saying. It feels like... (laughs) Maybe that's something you shouldn't say. Maybe that's something you shouldn't love so much, but I do quite like it. Anyway, okay, back to the poems. Before this little fella cries. William Ernest Henley is our next poet, 1849 to 1903, Invictus. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul, In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody and unbowed. Excuse me. Pepsi is a bad choice. 
when doing a podcast. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate, I am the captain of my soul. That is a um, familiar line, the last line. Um, whether it's from here that I recognise it or he's borrowed it. Not sure. I'm sure I'll find out in the comments. Margarete Sorori. A late lark twitters from the quiet skies and from the west where the sun, his day's work ended, lingers as in content. There falls on the old grey city and influence, luminous and serene, a shining peace. The smoke ascends in a rosy and golden haze. The spires shine and are, ch- and are changed. In the valley, shadows rise. The lark sings on. The sun, closing his benediction, sinks and the darkening air thrills for the sense of the triumphing night. Night with her train of stars and her great gift of sleep. So be my passing, my take Accomplished, and the long day gone, my wages taken, and in my heart some late lark singing, let me be gathered to the quiet west, the sundown splendid and serene death. England, my England, what have I done for you, England, my England? What What is there I would not do, England, my own, with your glorious eyes austere, as the Lord were walking near, whispering terrible things, and dear, as the song on you, bold bugles blown, England, Round the world on your bugles blown. Where shall the watchful sun, England, my England, match the master work you've done, England, my own? When shall he rejoice again? Such a breed of mighty men has come forward, one to ten, to the song on your bugles blown, England, down the years on your bugles blown. Ever the faith endures, England, my England, take and break us, we are yours, England, my own. Life is good and joy runs high between English earth and sky. Death is deaf, but we shall die. To the song on your bugles blown, England, to the stars on your bugles blown. They call you proud and hard, England, my England, you with words to watch and ward, England, my own. You whose mailed hand keeps the keys of such teeming destinies. You could know nor dread nor ease were the song on your bugles blown, England, round the pit on your bugles blown. Mother of ships whose might... England, my England, is the fierce old sea's delight, England, my own, chosen daughter of the Lord, spouse-in-chief of the ancient sword. There is the menace of the word. In the song on your bugles blown, England, out of heaven on your bugles blown. Edmund Goss, 1849. Revelation. Into the silver night she brought with her pale hand the topaz lanthorn light and darted splendour over the land... Around her in a band, ring-straked and pied, the great soft moths came flying, and flapping with their mad wings fanned, the flickering flame ascending, falling, dying, behind the thorny pink close wall of blossomed may. I gazed through one green chink and saw no more than thousands may, saw sweetness tender and gay, saw full rose lips as rounded as the cherry, saw braided locks more dark than bay. And flashing eyes decorous, pure and merry, with food for furry friends, she passed her lamp, and she, till eaves and gable ends, hid all that saffron sheen from me around my rosy tree. Once more the silver starry night was shining with depths of heaven dewy and free, and crystals of the carven moon declining, alas, 
For him who dwells in frigid air of thought, when warmer light dispels the frozen calm his spirit sought, by life too lately taught, he sees the ecstatic human from him stealing, reels from the joy experience brought, and dares not clutch what love was half revealing. Robert Louis Stevenson, 1850-1894, Romance I will make your brooches and toys for your delight of bird song at morning and starshine at night. I will make a palace fit for you and me of green days in forest and blue days at sea. I will make my kitchen and you shall keep your room where white flows the river and bright blows the broom. And you shall wash your linen and keep your body white in rainfall at morning and dewfall at night. And this shall be for music when no one else is near, the fine song of for singing, the rare song to hear, that only I remember, that only you admire, of the broad road that stretches and the roadside fire. In the Highlands In the Highlands, in the country places, where the old plain men have rosy faces and the young ma- fair maidens quiet eyes, where essential silence cheers and blesses, and for ever in the hill recesses her more lovely music broods and dies, O oh, to mount again, where erst I haunted, where the old red hills are bird enchanted, and the low green meadows bright with sword, and when even dies the million tinted, and the night has come and plan- planets glinted, low the valley hollow lamp bestarred. O oh, to dream, O oh, to wake and wander, there and with delight to take and render, through the trance of silence quiet breath, lo for there among the flowers and grasses only the mightier movement sounds and passes. Only winds and rivers, life and death. Requiem Under the wide and starry sky, dig the grave and let me lie. Glad did I live and gladly die, and I laid me down with a will. This be the virtue grave for me. Here he lies where he longed to be. Home is the sailor, home from the sea, and the hunter home from the hill. Alright, that's our poetry for today. Excellent reading, everybody. Nice to be home. Good to see you. All the rest. And I'll see you tomorrow.